0: got Wallace Glenn versus RC Carlton. It's the rematch. So, let's not waste no time. Let me get both gentlemen on the line. Wallace, are you there? Yes, yeah, right here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me good? Yeah, I hear you. All right, let me see. Is this Ronnie? If we got Technical difficulty here. I'm Wallace, you still there?
1: Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. You. Yeah. All right. I got both gentlemen online. Uh,
0: we're well aware of the rules and um, how this is going to go. I've already got two people uh, in waiting. So, um, Wallace, have you decided who's going to go first?
1: Uh, I'll go first.
0: Okay. All right. Let's see who the first caller is. Caller of five four zero two five nine, you're on the air. What's your question? Hey, what's going on?
1: This is Maurice. Maurice A. Hey, how you so
0: doing, my, Maurice? <clears throat> ain't a whole lot. How's that thing going, fellas? There you go.
1: I'm ready. All right. Ready go.
2: All right. So my question is: um, from 1999 until now, the NBA has been dominated basically by two teams. The Los Angeles Lakers and the San Antonio Spurs.
0: Which coach has been the better coach during that time span? Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Wallace, you go first.
1: Is that until now? Okay. Uh well I would say since nineteen ninety nine. I would I would have to say I would have to say uh, Greg Popovich. The reason why I'm saying him, him because because they've been, been more consistent over the over the course of the year since 1999, and uh, they won five titles, which is probably the same as Phil won, but uh, with the uh, Spurs, they've maintained the same core. And he's and they wanted to play for vince they never tuned him out. The uh leaders of his team they respect him and they 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 just don't tune him out. They lead and they go they come by what they go by what Popovich wants. And uh so it, they've been pretty consistent. I can't say the same for Phil because he's left and came back. And the players don't seem to have as
0: much respect as they do for Popovich. So that's
2: my opinion. All right. Uh, Ronnie? This is what he does. You got a guy who, follows who just makes these claims with no information to back him up. People don't respect Phil Jackson with 11 rings as much as they do Popovich. He's probably confusing the question of being a coach with being a general manager. Phil. Bill Jackson, now we're looking at their postseason record as of last year, and this year didn't improve it. We have Bill Jackson with a 68 winning percentage, 11 championships, 13 final appearances total. If you take off the six final appearances for the uh, Bulls, that's seven. And you take off the six championships. That's five. So you have a guy who is constantly winning. The reason why Popovich has been even successful is because Phil is retired. When he, he didn't have he didn't have those rings when Phil was there. He didn't have the same amount of rings. He got two after Phil retired. So you have Phil Jackson who has eleven rings and that kind of um and the three piece More importantly, it's not consistent. If you go up when they go back down losing the first round. Phil always had his team in contention for a title. You can't say the same for Greg Popovich. How many times have you seen a Phil Jackson team get lose in the first round?
1: It doesn't happen. All right,
0: Wallace, you got a reply to that
1: well, Okay, well where RC is going wrong at is uh, number one, he's not listening to the question that was presented to us. He said from nineteen ninety nine until now. Phil Jackson won those other six rings with the Bulls.
2: And, and I subtracted it I mean one. I subtracted the Bulls rings. You're not even listening. Oh, you said You're 11. not even listening to what I'm saying.
1: He kept saying he won eleven titles. He said from ninety nine till now he won the same amount as uh, uh uh Popovich. So what what I'm saying is that Popovich has been consistent over the years since ninety nine. He's never left the teams never went down like the Lakers have, even though I'm a Lakers fan. I'm admitting it. So uh, from '99 to now, it's been it.
0: You got one minute, man. That's that's all you got to say.
1: That's all I have to say. He said from 1999 till now, and he he right. won five rings, and they they haven't won back to back, but they've been consistent over the years, as far as they'll come back the following year and win. And they've never had a down year where they missed the playoffs with Popovich. Right. The Lakers have missed the playoffs Ronnie, in this, in this process.
2: Do you hear this guy? He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Phil Jackson hasn't coached the Lakers in how many years? And when did Phil Jackson miss the playoffs with the Lakers? The Lakers have been missing the playoffs, and Phil, cause Phil hasn't been coaching. He's claiming that the Lakers have been missing the playoffs. Phil's not the coach. That hasn't been in years. What he's saying is false. Phil started coaching before Greg Popovich. He retired before Greg Popovich. He came back and retired again. Like, what he's saying is factually incorrect. I, I minus, I said 11 championships, 13 final appearances, minus the six. Add the total. I said minus the six Bulls won. There's still more appearances in there. And he's conflating the Lakers with Phil Jackson. The Lakers haven't been sorry with Phil Jackson. He retired after they got swept by Dallas. They were in the playoffs. They were always consistent with Phil Jackson as coach. You can't count Phil Jackson not coaching he against is. Popovich coaching.
1: Greg, Pop- uh, Phil Jackson left the Lakers. That we're talking about consistency. Popovich has been consistently in, uh, with the Spurs, and they've never missed a playoff in this time period. And they've won five titles, and they're still in contention.
2: So Phil wasn't consistent when he was the coach. <laughs> so you're punishing 15. Phil for retiring?
1: He, coached for, he started coaching. coaching before him. He started coaching ten years before him. They had he started turmoil. coaching before Pop. They had turmoil on the field. They shag, uh, shag left. Uh, uh, they uh, shag yeah. left. Uh, they missed the playoffs. Then they brought back Phil and uh, Kobe, and then. And they to went to the playoff playoffs
2: to the field. Yep.
1: Every
0: <laughs> time
2: they brought yeah, back Phil. They good. went back to the playoffs. Right, gentlemen, I said, gentlemen, that gentlemen. That gentlemen,
0: gentlemen. Yeah. The question was about who. Who's more consistent? I think you both have responded well to that. We're going to move on to the next question from the caller of 856-562. Your question will be presented to Ronnie first. Go ahead. 856-562. All right. We'll Uh come back to that person. Let's see here. Seven zero three three five zero. You've been waiting a long time. Your question to Ronnie.
1: Yeah, what's
2: going on,
0: Ronnie? It's Malone.
1: Uh, what's
2: up, Malone?
1: So my question is, with today being such a point guard dominated game compared to, you know, the way that basketball used to be with with the big man dominating, what, in your opinion, is the greatest factor that's led to that?
2: Uh, That's a good question. I think the greatest factor to that is, is society. It's We're a more individualized culture. You have AAU and things like that, and you're you're crowning these kids from eighth grade, and they want to put the ball in the bucket. It's not the same culture of pass first, and the coaches in AAU can't coach the same way they could coach another uh, kid that you normally could in high school because these kids can leave and go somewhere else. So also I think the talented players, instead of playing shooting guard, they're playing point guard. A player like Wesley Westbrook would not have been put as shooting guard. He might have been a small forward. He he wouldn't have been put as point guard. He might have been a shooting guard or a small forward in 15, 20 years ago, but instead they've chosen to put him at point guard. And so you're getting great athletes playing point guard, whereas the great athletes weren't at point guard, and people are taking advantage of those things. So I think all of those factors account
0: for it. All right, Wallace,
1: okay, I would say the biggest factor is the lack of big men that have uh, been developed in the last few years. Most of the big men have come up, they've wanted to play guard, and you know there's the then the fact of the uh uh the uh, where the three point shot is more consistent, the three point shot is more wanted it counts more points. And uh, more of the – they just want the three-point shot to come in and take over. The three-point shot has took over, so it puts the big men out to the perimeter, and the guards are more the big effect.
2: Ronnie? He didn't even answer the question. Is anybody listening to this? The three-point shot counts more. God, what a I great breakdown. Three-point three point shot counts more. Three-point shots count three point shot more. Three count count counts more than two. You're brilliant. You're brilliant. Three, three counts I more is Isn't this my I time? This body Isn't this my body time? Body Isn't this my time, moderator? I'm responding. I'm rebutting.
0: He has been muted. He has
2: been muted. Uh, thank you. Three, three is more than two. What a brilliant guy. He didn't answer the question. He talked about the decline of the big man. He talked about a three-point shot. For, the point guards aren't the main one outside of, like, Curry, aren't the main ones shooting the threes that you're seeing them jacking up the threes compared to the other position. Now, he did not address why point guards were taking over the game and being so dominant. He addressed why the big man laughs. But why isn't it a pile forward? Why isn't it a shooting guard? Why isn't it a small forward? But he, he did not answer the question. You heard him stumbling. You heard him stammering because he had, had no idea what the hell he was talking about. And he tried to coast through it. Three is more than two. It's worth more. Good point, Wallace.
0: Wallace.
1: They used to, so they more so the league is more towards the perimeter because of this.
0: Wallace, it's your turn, man. Hello. Can you explain? Can you explain to people what you mean uh, when you talk about the three pointer and how that how that has had an effect on point guards dominating?
1: Well, that's because of the, uh, the, uh, the analytics is out there now. I was saying the analytics is driving it more towards a three-point shot it's worth more points, and they consider that a better shot than a mid-range. So the, more of the point guards now in, are shooting three-pointers, and they, that's why more of the, the whole structure of the offenses are geared towards a three-point shot. So obviously the leader of that is the point guard. Because there's a lack of big men that can dominate. So they say, hey, the better shot is a three-point shot. That's what I'm saying. All right. Now, I
0: don't necessarily agree with uh, with what you said, Wallace. I'm sorry. Um, but if I can uh, kind of play off of what uh, Malone asked, asked you guys, um, a question for both of you, Lonnie, you can answer first. Um, how much of – the change in the way people play defense uh, in the way people seem to be more athletic now, how much does that influence uh, the point guard position and needing them to score more often than what you used to have? Is this for
2: me or is this to Wallace?
0: This, this is for you, and Wallace can answer after that.
2: Okay. Well, I think that it's not – I don't necessarily know that it's because they're more uh, athletic. I think it's because uh, the rules have changed. You can't touch them anymore, so you have more ability to get to the hole, the flagrant fouls as well. I know that sounds old school. But also taking away the illegal defense, and now you have a different, You have defenses that can play off of shooters, like you saw with Tony Allen and Memphis did. They just totally ignore people. So you couldn't do that back in the 80s. So the point guards, I think, to some degree, take it upon themselves to do the scoring when the team is deficient of other players on the court, because they might be a specialist or something like that, or the point guard is taking it upon themselves to drive and kick. They want to generate the offense. And the, and the league has just gone more pick-and-roll heavy because it, it still plays into the strengths of the point guards. So combination of all that stuff I just said.
1: All right. Wallace, so, yeah. ask the question again.
0: Uh, said, how much do you think the uh, the change in the game as far as the athletes that are involved? In, in the in the game of basketball right now, has that influenced uh, point guards into having to do more than what they're normally used to doing, or what we're used to seeing them do?
1: Well, yeah, it's because of the uh, athletic abilities. Everybody's more faster now. They jump higher, uh, they quicker than it used to be. So it's more open. The, the offenses of the league is more. Wide open offenses are wide open, so they have to get out and they and run and run and like you said, the pick and roll and uh, so it's more or less the athleticism of the guards, the Westbrooks, the uh, 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 Damian Lillard's. Uh, all these guards have had more athletic ability, so that's that's why they more getting out and running. All
0: right, uh, we're going to take another call. Eight oh four three oh four. 304, you are on. How's it going? It's Corey. Um, I'm glad you share my whole number. But I um, do have a question um, just kind of more about today's NBA um, in the last 10 years or so. Um, or you can even take it back to the post Jordan era. Um, what would you say is the most important? Um, aspect of a team. Is it an elite defense, or would you rather have an elite offense for your ball club? All right, Wallace?
1: Okay, well, with today's offense is the way it's geared up. The role, the analytics that stress the three-point the three shot is more, more of the offense now. Is If you have an offense that can be stopped, that outperforms a defense. You can have a good defense, but whoever had the best offense, the best shooters, the best players, that was evidenced in the uh, finals. You had Cleveland going against Golden State. Golden State had the better shooters, the more three-point shooters. And when they lost Kyrie Irving and they lost Kevin Love earlier, you can see it's because of the lack of offense is why they lost. They played defense. Cleveland played tough defense. With uh with uh, uh the power forward that was in place of uh Kevin Love. Uh so they put his name you don't know. Which I know his name, I'm just thinking of it right now. What's his name? Is the, is he coming in on my on my uh, no, nope,
0: he has been some, muted. Go ahead. Go ahead, Wallace. coming
1: in on my on my name. So what I'm saying is that up, Wallace Tristan Thompson is the power forward I'm thinking of. When he came in they were better defensively. They were actually better defensively than they was with Kevin Love in the lineup. But with the lack of offensive power, it was evident Golden State was going to win. So I'm saying it's more you need more of the offense over the defense in today's game. All right,
0: we're going to let uh, Ronnie get his say in. Ronnie, go ahead.
2: Tristan Thompson, tricky name, tricky name. Now, if you look at uh, over the last few years, you will see that no team in the last 20 years, one team possibly, I have to look at it to double check, but basically one to zero teams have been and have not been in the top 10 defensive rankings and won an NBA championship. It looks, things like Wallace is saying, it may look, but it's not true. Like, for example, the Heat were sixth in offensive efficiency. The Dallas Mavericks, when they won, they were eighth, but the Heat were fourth in defensive ranking. The Mavericks were seventh. The Miami Heat, when they won, in two, when they got there, they were number five in defensive efficiency. So you're going to find that constantly the Celtics, when they when they were there in 2009, 13th in offense, 5th in defense. The Boston Celtics, again, 2007, 2008, 12th, in offense. Number one in defense. Defense still wins championships. And it's stated by the stats. You could be an okay offensive team, but you have to play defense to win in the playoffs. That's when everybody cranks it up. And the stats are on my side. Wallace,
0: you have a rebuttal?
1: Okay, what he's saying is that the guy was he was asking the guy uh, uh was asking about what's Better today we're not going back way in the past we're going back what's what's important today with the offensive efficiency is what's uh, wanted and what's needed in today's game It's the offense that's more important because and it shows by the play, the teams that have won they are the better offensive players better they say it's better offense uh offense and better defense so it's more of the offense that wins. With LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, that was in Miami, they're the better offensive players. And then with the Spurs, they beat the Heat the next year with Tim Duncan in the game. Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, these guys can score. They also they didn't play as defense like they used to. The Spurs used to play, but it's the better offensive players. The system, they outshot Miami in the wins. Every team that
2: won the last few years have outshot the other team. Ronnie? He did not ask today's game only. He said over the last ten years or so. And yes, that's why I read today's No day. no you said today's game. You said he's not talking about the past, today's game. And then I read over the last day. ten years. But, but you you corrected me and said he's not talking about the past. Well, last ten years is the past. And I read off the last ten years that most of the time the team that's won the championship has been a higher-rated defensive team than so offensive so, team. The Golden State the Warriors team? was the
1: highest-ranked defensive team all year long and in the playoffs. Can I come in now, or do I have to wait till he finishes? I
0: think he's done. He's got a pretty strong.
1: Come on team. in,
0: Wallace. Okay, the last, the last teams, the, the last
1: teams that won the finals, they the last five at least had the better offensive ratings, the better percentage, shooting percentages, as the Spurs uh, did to the uh, Miami Heat last year. They set a record for offensive efficiency. Then this year, the Spurs, the the Golden State Warriors did the same thing. So now the league is just going more towards offense, and the defense is not as needed as it was in the past. That's all I'm saying. And anybody know that basketball would know that. (laughs) <laughs>
2: okay. All right. Uh,
1: we're gonna. We're
0: gonna laugh you want, but Steph Curry is a test today. All right, Wallace. Wallace, don't make me mm-hmm. get another calling. Oh man. Eight five six five six two. You're on. Yo. Yo. Ask
1: your question. Um. Uh, what do you think about? Retread coaches in the NBA. Should we nip that in the bud and go all fresh faces, or keep trying retread? Is Who Big is John. this? Who is this? Big John. Who? Big John Washington.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, Do you yeah, right? want to give his name like a gangster or something? Man, it's good. Who's the question? <laughs> whose question is this? The the question is. Well, you no, whose question? I'm asking Alan. I heard <laughs> it's question. It's your question, Ronnie. Well, it's your okay. Question. All right. Uh, thank you. It all depends because a lot of these coaches are getting fired, like Lionel Hollins or even Mark Jackson, who I sort of agree with that firing. But a lot of these guys are getting fired, and they're having very successful tenures at their team. So that's somebody that – or even the Kings coach – Malone, who was fired when they were just getting back on track, and then uh, Cousins got hurt. A lot of these guys have something going, and then they get fired. Or George Carl, who's coach of the year, gets fired. But So if you get fired, and you had like a 60 winning percentage, then okay, I can see that. But a lot of these guys are retreads, and you'd like to see some new blood getting in. I like what Brad Stevens has done in Boston. He's breathed some life, obviously. They haven't put the greatest team on the court, but he's done a good job coaching them. And I think that when you give new people an opportunity, like Budenholzer from uh, San Antonio that went to Atlanta, I think you get good results. So I think obviously you want to give some of these guys a shot that may have been fired unfairly or for political reasons. But in general, I want to see new blood because we see what people like George Carl have to offer. All
1: right. Wallace? Well, I kind of feel the same way, except that uh, there's a couple of people like uh, Greg Popovich that deserves it stay in you know long-term coach but the retreads like george carl and uh some of these guys like alvin gentry uh just retreads they need to give the young guys or guys from college they need to give them a chance because the college systems are more tailored to the pro game now with the three-point shot that's more of a pro type game so i would say give more to younger college coaches a chance give some of the uh assistant coaches in the nba a chance but the retreads that had their chance they need to go even the lakers coach byron scott he's had plenty opportunities he couldn't get it done where he went before so you need to give the college coaches and the nba assistants the younger ones a chance let's see what they can do
0: Hey, Big John, uh, it seems that they tend to agree a little bit on this particular <laughs> subject. Do you have a follow-up Who dog question? dog is that? What dog out there. Uh, don't worry about How, the dog. Do you have a follow-up question? <laughs> don't worry about the dog. The dog
1: answer better questions. He should answer the questions better than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. John. Not,
0: not John. And the follow-up question is. Okay. If they got rid of retracks, would these young cats listen to college coaches? If they came into the league, the way the league is set up, where it's, it's all money based, nobody has to listen to these young guys. So, where's the happy the medium with younger guys coaching these guys that's making millions of dollars? It's got to
2: be Wallace, right? Huh? I started first last time.
0: Yeah,
1: Wallace. Yeah, well, the older coaches. They're just not listening to them. It's, they run more of an old-fashioned 1980s, 1990s offenses. The young guys want to get out and run, shoot threes, and so they're just tuning the older retreads out. That's why they're getting fired so quickly. The hard-nosed coaches, the stressed defense, and the older ones, they're, they're getting fired quicker. The younger guys are the ones to go with, the players' coaches. They call them player coaches, the younger guys that can relate to these guys that came straight out of high school in the last few years or played one year in college. So I believe the players relate more, the younger coaches relate more to the younger players. So they need to have to move on from the older retraits, move towards the future.
2: Ronnie. Bottom line, the NBA, if you don't have a resume, they are not going to respect you. Brad Stevens, I thought, was a questionable hire. And I think one of the reasons why he's been so successful is because of the turnover in the roster of the Celtics. So he's got young guys basically a little bit older than college, and he's coaching them. But in general, when you bring a college coach up, it better be a Coach K. It better be a Calhoun. It better be a Izzo. It better be a Billy Donovan. If you bring just a random coach from from Georgia Tech, you're not going to get that same respect. So it doesn't matter if you're a pro or college or an assistant. You've got to have the player's respect, and your resume has to command their respect.
0: All right. Hey, John, thanks for calling, man. Good question. How did you get two uh, questions? We're, what on earth? It hey, might be you things, you guys, senior you night. Guys were, you guys were on the same page a little bit on that first initial question, so I wanted to – see how in-depth we could get so people can get an understanding of the knowledge. I'm just teasing out there. i John well, Hey, man, don't make me use this mute button. I've been calm, man. I've been calm. Hey, you got to do what All you right. got to do. Yeah, it. You got to do what you <laughs> got to do. 858-829, you are on. This question
1: is for Wallace. Or actually, for Ronnie. Sorry. Ronnie. Hey. He just went last, hey. last time. He went first and hey.
2: last time. Hey. You just My ran first. on a second question. You went on a second question with John, and I told you to go... <laughs> Here, two, hello, hello, hello! Sure. Hey, it's Manny Pacquiao from the Philippines, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm calling this from the Philippines. First, oh, first, man, first man, of all, first. Of, yeah. Okay, yeah first, uh, first of all, I just want to thank God for giving me the strength. My shoulder is all healed better now. Thank you, Lord. Second of all, Alan Sandwich dog tastes like sounds like he tastes good.
0: All right, uh, we're going to switch to uh, another call. Um, 240-688, you are on. All right, how
2: are you guys doing? It's Ben Pallone. What's up, man? I got, I got a real simple question. That way Wallace can keep up. Who will have a better think, year this year.
1: See how this is next, see? Go ahead. You
2: asked for this. <laughs> this, this, is, this is your team, so you better get this question.
1: Hmm. Who's going to have
2: a better impact on their team this year? Is it for the Lakers? Is it Roy Hibbert, or is it the rookie that I got injured last year, Julius Randle? Oh,
1: that's a good – do I go first? No, Ronnie goes 1st It's uh,
2: supposed to be Well, and it's to Oh, yeah, it's my turn, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Julius Randle. I don't have a lot of faith like in Hibbert. Dude's game is trash. I believe he was overhyped a little bit. Winning seems to cure all. He was never a great scorer. He's not a very good athlete. He's just a guy with a big size. He's very good at the verticality thing and he is a rim protector, but he's just not going to help them offensively, and their defense is going to be so bad on the perimeter. I don't care how good of a rim protector you are. You're going to eventually pick up fouls and be hurt by it. I think Randall has a lot of potential. the ball, He's got a good back to the basket game. He's a good finisher. All this time off, hopefully he's developed a 16-foot jumper as well. So I'm going with Randall.
0: Wallace?
1: I'm going to have to go with Randall too because – Hibbert, his game is, is shot. His men, his uh mental, mental ability is gone. He's he can't he can't take the teammates with with uh, tough or strong uh, strong mentalities like a uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, just like in Indianapolis, he couldn't take the the bantering and the couldn't take the ribbing from uh Lance Stevenson. Him and uh, Lance Stevenson got into it over a woman, which I've heard. And and his mental game, he just went down mentally. So his game is shot. And then with the Lakers, uh, Julius Randle is just a better athlete. Only thing with him, hopefully his leg is healed. And he looked good in the summer league. He looks healthy. If his leg healed, he definitely will have a better impact than Hibbert because Hibbert just doesn't bring anything to the table anymore. Even his verticality game – which R.C. just stated on, is not any good anymore because the refs don't give him the benefit of the doubt anymore like they used to. So he's, he's just useless. They can't go to him. It'll slow their offense down because he takes 10, sec- 10 or 15 seconds with each shot. So the answer is Julius Randle in the landslide. All right,
0: Ben, you got a follow-up question?
2: Uh yeah, so with the big free agency and uh, trades this year, who do you think will have a better impact for their team? You think it'll be Rajon Rondo for the Kings, knowing their roster, or do you think it'll be Ty Lawson for the Rockets, knowing their roster?
1: Okay. Go to water, right. Okay, okay. easily, easily, it'll be Ty Lawson. Ty Lawson. He, he's just a at this point in time, he's a much better player than uh, Rajon Rondo. Much better player. Rondo doesn't shoot well from the three-point range. Uh, 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 Lawson can shoot fairly well from three-point range, and he's he's quicker right now. He's just a better ball player. Rondo's attitude isn't up to par. He doesn't want to listen to coaches. I really don't understand how he went to Sacramento to play with George, play under George Carl. Because with his attitude, he already doesn't listen, and George Carl is known to clash with players who don't listen. So that right there is going to eliminate that. Ty Lawson is going to give Houston the point guard that they really need. Really need. So that's my opinion.
0: Ronnie? It's Lawson.
2: Uh, we'll see how big of a factor he actually is. He's got some issues with the DUIs. But if, if nothing else, I've always been a fan of his game, but if nothing else, it's his by default. At this point, Rondo is a cancer. He's been on two teams in two seasons last year, and he was a mess. The team voted that he'd not get his playoff share. And most of all, he's going to hurt Cousins' post-up game because Rondo likes to dominate the ball and dribble around and around and around until he gets an assist. And that's not what Cousins needs around them. It's not like they're going to run a pick-and-roll together and get something out of that. So you got a style class there that doesn't really work. And also, Ronald can't just can't not just shoot from three point. He can't shoot anywhere, be it two point, three point, free throw line. His skills are limited. He's never been the same since he came back from the ACL. Sorry, Jade. <laughs>
0: I right, hey man, thanks for calling in. We're gonna go back to uh, Manny Pacquiao if he got together. <laughs> I thought Manny was gonna ask a question.
2: <laughs> yeah, we yeah, need a question.
0: Man, man, he's talking about anything but basketball. Man, it was a good, hard. it was a good. Man, he's a ball player, and it was a, it was a good accent. Yeah,
1: action. yeah. Well, not a but real Man, one. can't play, play no ball though. He's not. Six, not for real. Five, Go ahead. <laughs> Is he
0: there? Eight five six five six two. All right, guess he's not there. Hmm. Hey, they must have got bad connection in the Philippines, man. Must be a monster or <laughs> something. Uh, let's see here. Seven zero three three five zero. You have another question? Uh, <clears throat> give me like two minutes. I I I was I wasn't expecting to answer ask another question here. <laughs> All right, I'll come back <laughs> to you. What is, <laughs> what is this, Cloud? <laughs> what is going on? Five four zero two five nine. Do you have a question? James Harden, the real MVP. But um anyway, um who is the best low post player in the NBA right now? All right. Ronnie, you're first.
2: Wow, that's a good question. Uh I'm partial to Paul Gasol. He's still dangerous on the block, but it's not him. And also like uh his brother Mark, very good on the post. But at this point it's Boogie Cousins. He's just dominant. You have to he commands a double team. He's probably eh, maybe, the most Dominant post player we've seen since Shaq retired or Shaq was closer to his prime. Boogie's just a load. And most people don't get to see him because he's in Sacramento. None of that fan of his antics, but he's a beast. He really is.
0: Wallace?
1: Well, once again, he's agreeing with me, or I'm agreeing with him. It has to be DeMarcus Cousins. If I could think of somebody else, trust me, I would to go against him. But it's DeMarcus Cousins. No question about it. 6'11". Two hundred and seventy pounds, he can shoot outsides, he can shoot in the sit up to eighteen foot. He can get down on low post, do jump hooks, spin moves, up and unders. He can bully people with his size. He can rebound inside all he crashes the offensive boards, which a lot of big men doesn't do don't do these days. Most of the guys run just run back down the court after somebody shoots a three. But he actually crashes off of the boards, and that brings more points. So, really, there's nobody else that's near him right now. Certainly, right, not um, Dwight Howard. So, it would have been Dwight Howard in the, back in the days, but right now, it's Boogie Cousins. All
0: right, since we're
1: on the topic of post players, um, I got
0: a question about post moves. And, uh, Wallace, you can answer this first. What's the more unstoppable post move, the dream shake or the Jordan fadeaway?
1: The more unstoppable move is going to be the dream shake because he's closer to the basket. He can do the turnaround jumper to the right. He can do it to the left. He can uh, fake the and go to up and under. He has a great footwork because of his Ability when he grew up playing soccer, he didn't start playing basketball until he was about 15 years old. So his footwork was highly developed. So he has ability to maneuver, throw jump hooks, uh, but all of that comes from the threat of the dream shake. So even though Jordan was great and he developed that that turnaround jumper later on in his career, Keem did it the whole career. So I think his is more effective,
2: Ronnie. Uh, just to spice things up. I mean, I probably maybe would say the dream shape, but I'll spice things up and go with Jordan and his fadeaway jumper. The way the triangle worked, they would let Jordan play on the post a lot when he developed post game later into his 30s, and he bulked up a little bit, he'd play on the post. And the thing about Jordan, and the dream, and dream, you know, can't take anything away from Dream, but Jordan had two guards like Craig Elo guarding him. So Jordan had even more of an advantage than the Dream would have against a center because he's going against some – John Starks or Craig Elo or, or Byron Russell from Utah so or even Reggie Miller. So when, he's getting, when you got that big advantage on the block, that makes Joy's move unstoppable just because of who he's going against, where the dream is going against people like or Even Dave Robinson got burned, but he got burned that serious. Or Shaq or those people, still more difficult. Everybody wants to look at that one year, but there were other years where dream wasn't as successful.
0: Wallace?
1: Now, I believe, like I said before, I believe it's the dream shake. he's bigger. He's had advantage, the same advantage Jordan had over the guards he was talking about. Kim had the, the quick, quickness advantage over the other centers. He was quicker, better athlete. His quickness is almost that of a shooting guard. So he was just quicker. That's the advantage he had over the other centers and more athletic. So, to, I would have to go to the center. If I'm going to go inside and want a shore inside points. I'm going to have to go with a dream shake over a guard posting up. Ronnie?
2: It's just inherently harder, no matter, even if it's the dream, it's inherently harder to shoot over Dikembe Matumba than it is John Starks. I don't care what your height is. I mean, you're talking run, about run. Right?
1: Reggie Miller,
2: John Starks. This is the work. What? Can
1: I jump in? Go ahead. I'm just saying, good you've good. been flat-footed. People like Manute Bowl, who he went up against. Manute Bowe, come on, stop. Uh, uh, I want the main Osamble. competition. You named A great defender. A great defender. These guys, you name it, people with height and size. Well, he used. If it was so simple, so how come
2: they didn't win until Jordan retires? If it was so
0: tough. Uh, 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 let, me, let me, let me uh, uh, correct
1: you on that one. They did win while Jordan was there, if you don't remember. I didn't say they did. I just said they
0: didn't win. You they did not win. They
1: initially,
2: initially, they did not win. They did not win until he retired. You know, first, first, was just, they came back the first year. The first year. the first year. They did not start oh, winning no, until he no, retired.
1: He, I, I no, I never not said that. Jordan. I never said
2: they never he won, won, won until Jordan he retired. Won. I said they Jordan did not start winning until Jordan retired. He came back he for half a season. Yes, I'm well I'm so aware, aware of that. For the first <laughs> season, they did not win a championship until he retired. That's a factual statement. He
1: they won did won not win a championship until they retired. A lot of people want to make it look like Jordan was pristine. But that's not what I said. I they, did they win a championship before people.
2: he retired? Did they win a championship before he retired? True or That's what I said. So, did they win a championship before he retired? Wallace, yes Hold or no? no. What's,
0: what's Wallace, that? did they did win that? a championship before Jordan retired? Did
1: who win? Houston? Yes. That's what we are talking about. Okay, there's a lot of teams that didn't win a championship. But before you tried, tried to correct me. But they did not win a championship he, before Jordan retired. He won while Jordan was playing. So, a lot of people say that. that but that's uh, not what yeah, I said. Yeah, who yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot yeah, of people are you, me. You're debating a lot right, of people
2: and me. I'm on a I'm not a lot of people. Let's forget that. That's why
0: you can't. That's why you can't. You're debating a lot of people. You're, debating, right, You're debating me. All right, let's You're see if we can not we y'all back on Because obviously he he's not paying attention to the question. All right. Manny. Are you there, Manny? 856, are
1: you there? get some old
0: school questions.
1: Let's get some history. Somebody bring right. some
2: history. Don't beg for questions. You the one that wanted the, is the questions. Now you begging for topics. Right. Anybody go.
1: know history?
2: I hope they don't ask well, about well, Kobe. it's
1: <laughs> old
2: school.
0: It's not that old school, but it's old enough.
2: This dude um, begging
0: for questions because I'm tough. not begging. I just let's mix it up. Let's get some. Let's get some. Uh, old. Wallace. Let's get some history. Better, better backcourt. Listen, listen. Better backcourt. For a championship, we're talking about backcourt duos, okay? They won a championship. Mm -hmm. Ben Thomas and Joe Dumars, or Earl Monroe and Walt Frazier.
1: What are you asking? Who's the better?
0: Yeah, who was the better duo during that championship year?
1: Do I go first?
0: Yeah, you go. You go first.
1: Well, I would have to say Isaiah and Dumars. Obvious, they were just better athletes than the guys back then in the early 70s. They just better athletes. Isaiah was quicker. He's just as clutch as as a uh, uh, Fraser, and Dumas would hold his own against Monroe. So I just and then they were better defensively. They were more hard nosed and hardcore. They were better defensively than uh, than Monroe and Fraser, which they did play defense, but not at the level Isaiah. And Dumars, Dumars had to go up against Michael Jordan in in playoffs, and Jordan was six foot six, great athlete, nobody as good as him in the history of the game. And Dumars had to battle him, and he put him out of the playoffs a few times until Jordan broke through. So they they had they were just better offensively and defensively than Monroe and Frazier. All right, my
0: opinion. we're gonna get, we're gonna get Ronnie on. Ronnie, you got the uh-huh. I'm gonna mute Wallace. So you
2: can have the floor. Uh, the question, right. best better, uh, better question, place? definitely the Bad Boys Pistons. I got a special place in my heart. But if you look at the clutch player that Isaiah was, his performance on a bad ankle, scoring 25 points in a quarter in the finals. You also look at Dumas and defensive stopper he was, and Earl the Pearl and Clyde Frazier are two of the most overrated players. If they didn't play for New York, if they won a championship in Seattle, or if they won a championship in Washington, no one would ever care about those dudes. Walt Frazier is the Joe Namath of professional basketball. So this is really not even that close if you really ever watch these teams play. The Knicks had one of the best teams of all time. I would give them that. But the whole was greater than the sum of the parts. All right.
0: Let's see if we can get another call in. Let me go back to uh, 703-350. You have a question. People are on, but they're not asking questions. Mm. (laughs) 540259, do you have a question? Yes, sir. It's Maurice again. Um, Which center was more dominant, Jabbar or Wilt?
1: Wasn't that the last debate?
0: Yeah, I think that it, was the question. Well, are yeah. well, we, well, we
2: complaining about the questions,
1: and no, he man, asked for right. this to
2: happen. He asked for this to happen. You asked for the callers. Now you're trying to dictate what the callers can ask. He's right. okay, up the
1: same questions. question in the last debate, though.
2: What, what do you got I to do with anything? You wanted this. You wanted them to call in. So they get to ask what they want to ask. Do I get to talk? Yeah, go ahead. Are we going to listen to Wallace complain about the questions? not only not only did Wilt have the hundred point game in sixty one sixty two he had a seventy five and forty three game. Wilt had uh, a what is it a triple double with double digits and he had a quadruple triple double basically. So he had like twenty points, twenty some rebounds, twenty some assists. I mean, you're talking about a revolutionary player that no one can stop, that everybody talks about like he's a freak athlete of any generation, could snatch a quarter off the top of a backboard, couldn't be stopped. The exaggerations about uh, him playing against smaller players isn't true because all these players either have a seven footer or a six, all these teams had a seven footer or a six ten guy. There were only eight teams in the league, so it wasn't watered down. So it's Will luck. All right?
0: Wallace?
1: I'm going to have to go the same one. I'm going with Will Chamberlain. As far as the question, he said who's the most dominant. I'm going to have to say Will Chamberlain. He was Shaq before Shaq. When it comes to dominance, I would have to say that he dominated his era more than Kareem dominated in his era. Even though Kareem is the all time leading scorer, it's just the dominance that Will Chamberlain parlayed over the people of his era, the smaller players the uh just smaller players in general. The average height was probably six foot seven for seven <laughs> back then. So it was more like Will Chamberlain. I would have to say dominant. He was like he could have been Shaquille O'Neal's father as far as dominance. I'm gonna have to go with that. Even though I love Kareem, he's with my Lakers, won five titles. But as far as just dominating the game, I'm gonna have to go with Will Chamberlain.
0: All right, um, Ronnie, you were laughing.
1: Is there there a rebuttal, anything you want to say? Uh, Other than this dude
2: complaining about the questions, when he designed the structure of the debate for the people to call in, and now he's whining twice about the questions that are being asked.
1: What would you you call it? I can use
2: use my time. I want to use it. I can use my time. I want to use it. This man said that the questions were rich, and now people are calling in, and he doesn't even like the questions. You're supposed to be able to talk extemporaneously about basketball, whatever it is. But we get complaints, we get whining, we get crying because they're not to his liking. This is going to be the excuse
0: on the page tomorrow. All right, uh, we got another caller.
1: This Can morning. I refund that? Can I have a rebuttal? If, if you want a rebuttal, go ahead, go ahead. I know if you want to rebuttal. Yeah, I did not complain about the question. All I wanted to know was to let him know that that was the same question as last week. So I don't know if they want to repeat the same questions. That's all I was saying. <laughs> there was no complaint about the question itself. I just did not know if he knew that this question was asked last week's debate. If so, he could have asked another one, or we go with this one like we did. That's all. It was no complaints.
0: Right, here we go. We got another caller. Eight zero four nine three seven. What up? What up? What up? It's Chris Sims, man.
1: What's up, What's man?
0: Up, What's
1: up, man? Chris? What's up, man? I'm enjoying this, man. My man Ron here, my feelings a little bit talking about my man Clyde Frazier. but ain't. Anyway. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he got to do his go. homework about Clyde. I'm frame an extra beer now, but yeah, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> hey, question. <what? laughs> While, while we still hot on this uh, this uh, Will Chamberlain thing, Uh Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell, are they Hall of Famers if they're playing in today's game?
0: Should be Wallace, right? I, Wallace, you're first. Um,
1: definitely. Definitely, yes. Because, like I said a few minutes ago, if Will Chamberlain Will could have been Shaquille O'Neal's father as far as the games that they played, and at his height, seven foot one. Some people said he is seven two, 275 pounds. A great athlete, played went, won the, went into the could have been in the Olympics. He would have tried for it. He's a high hurdler. He's a great athlete. So yes, he. And then his inside moves would have dominated in today's game with a lack of centers, lack a dearth of centers. He would have easily dominated. So I don't see no reason why he shouldn't. And then Bill Russell, his game translates to today's game, too. Even though he didn't score that many points, he was a rim, uh, the ultimate rim protector. He blocked numerous shots a game. He intimidated the whole team, and he rebounded. So that's the two things that people look for in today's game. Even though he can't score or shoot threes or shoot, he's a rebounder and a rim protector, the ultimate. So, yes.
0: Yes. They both would definitely be in all the same.
2: All right, Ronnie. Uh I think my statement on my statements on Will earlier were very clear. He obviously could. I still think he could dominate and get thirty five a game in his prime, at least just based on the athleticism and the skills that he had and the competition that he faced, uh, as far as dignity of his era was impressive. Now Russell's a trickier thing. I think if Russell had gone to the right team, Right now, like if he went to the Spurs, he could be dunked, and you could figure he could figure it out in a different kind of game. Also, the game was faster paced back then, so Russell ended up putting up more shots than you would have normally. Because in the '60s, that was the fastest pace of basketball ever. Russell has the athleticism. I've shown clips of him gliding from the foul line and and gliding over a guy's head that was near the rim and finishing the shot. But I still do think some of the offensive things may it may be a struggle for him. And it would just depend on if he went to a great franchise. But if he went to a franchise that's traditionally not successful, I'm not sure that he would have been appreciated like he was appreciated as a member of the Celtics. So it just depends on the fit. And with with Chamberlain, I think he would have been Hall of Fame no matter what. But with Bill Russell, and some seasons, he only shot under 40%. and, And even back then with the extra shots, I mean, you still need to do a little better on offense. So, And the NBA is so... The Hall of Fame is so easy to get in, so maybe, but I think it definitely would depend on what franchise drafted.
1: Well, no, I I disagree with him. Bill Russell would have got in regardless. He won at every level that he played in. He won uh, championships in high school. He won two championships at San Francisco University of San Francisco. He won at least eleven with the Celtics. Then won as a coach player coach. He's just a winner. He would have made the team that he got on a winner. No matter what team, he would have made them a winner. He's a great athlete, impeccable timing with his blocks. He, hits, he knocked the ball into play, kept the ball in play, unlike a lot of players today. They want to swat it out of bounds, but he kept the ball in the play. <clears throat> he would have made any team he's on a winner. All he needs a couple of shooters around. Him. So, yes, he would have been in automatically,
2: him and Will. So do I get to rebut since he rebutted my rebuttal last time? Go ahead. Well, first of all, I, I'm I'm really impressed that he had unpeckable timing. I've never known anybody to have unpeckable timing. But also, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which you, uh, <laughs> that's not what you said, yeah, that's not what you said, unpeckable. You say things, and then you correct them later. But, you know, in a debate, that's the it counts you say the first time. It It's my It's my rebuttal my time. I'm it's my rebuttal
1: me. time, gonna gonna my do do time, time right?
2: I'm not being interrupted. And also, what, I, what we're saying here about it, we all said he was a great defender, but it might have helped to have six other Hall of Famers on your team with the Celtics. College is easier for a great player to dominate, but I think you might have to consider that he has six other Hall of Famers into his winning. And also, just to go back to that point, he said he wasn't whining about the other question, but was he whining when he requested
0: more old school questions from the crowd, from the callers? I'm just gonna ask that. See, right. right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask that the people voting, the people voting disregard that last statement. It has nothing to do with basketball. All right, here we go.
1: Wallace,
0: you have a rebuttal.
1: Yeah. Well, I just told him. I said that Dennis Rodman made the Hall of Fame as a rebounder, just a rebounder in defense. He played with Hall of Famers with Detroit. He played with Hall of Famers with Chicago. So it doesn't matter that Bill Russell had Hall of Famers with him. It's what you're doing while you're out there with him. Are you dominating? And Dennis Rodman is probably a worse scorer than Bill Russell was. He's in the Hall of Fame, rebounding and blocking shots and playing straight-up defense, man-to-man defense. That's my only point. All right. They're
2: going to disregard his complaints and trying to petition the callers for different questions.
0: Did Ronan, you say do you have, that. Do you have any rebuttal on the Dennis dinner? No, I'm
2: asking if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. You're moderating. Do you have, you're do you comment, have
0: Any rebuttal on the Dennis I'm done with
2: that question, but the moderator ought to be do fair. Those were not related right, to cool. the debate. He was begging for.
0: Right. I thank you both for calling in. I've got one last question. Um, this would be the final question that you leave the judges with. So use your knowledge to the best. Come up with a good. A good segment here. Let's see. This will go to Ronnie. We'll get the floor first. So I'm going to meet you again, Wallace, but make sure you're paying attention to the question, all right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wallace, you hear me?
1: Yeah, you want me to go second?
0: Yeah, you're going to go second, but make sure you listen to the question.
1: Okay. okay? All right.
0: Ronnie, for the final question, where does Tim Duncan rank on your all time list for his position? Which I'm gonna we're gonna assume he's a power forward. Where does he That's
2: a bad for? assumption, but continue. All
0: right. Well, he could be a center, whatever you wanna put him as. Um, where does he rank for his position all time and where does he rank in the NBA all time?
2: Uh I'm gonna answer my question myself and get my point in. It doesn't matter. I'm free to say what I want to debate. This is a debate. So whatever you got we it. say is allowed exactly. in the debate. So exactly. I'm just saying that if, if he can say and complain about the questions, that's not basketball related. And I get to critique what he's saying within the debate tonight. If somebody says something that's erroneous or not right, then somebody else is going to come back and say, hey, that dude's whining about the questions because they didn't beat. But if you want to go to the Tim Duncan question, I'm going to say, Tim Duncan. It's the greatest power forward of all time. I don't put rings over everything, but you got to take into consideration how consistent he's been. The Spurs have always won 50 games. If you want to count him as a power forward, even though I think that's an NBA conspiracy to make him higher than he was because he was a center, he probably wouldn't be top five. But as a power forward, he's number one all time, even over Carl Malone, who I prefer. But you got to win. so And you win five times to a guy that didn't win any, and I don't care if Jordan's around because Jordan did leave for a year and a half. And Carmelo couldn't still get it done. And so you got to go with Duncan, despite the center, power, for controversy. you got to go with Duncan.
0: All right. does well. he ranked uh, on your NBA all time list?
2: Uh, it has him somewhere 15 to 20. Somewhere 15 to 20. Definitely had the fundamental skills and just a great player, very cerebral. But uh, he's never been the kind of scorer. That you got the guys in the top ten outside of Bill Russell. You, you—he's not the score that those guys have ever been. And I think you need to carry more of that burden throughout your career to be a top ten
0: guy. If he wins uh, a sixth ring, will you? Uh, will, will he move up into the top ten on your
2: list? Uh, tough, tough, tough list. He'd probably move to twelve or eleven, and just be. On the cusp of it, I'd give serious consideration, probably would, put him ahead of Kobe, who's near my bottom 10. So he might scratch number 10, 11, or 12, and I'd drop Kobe down if, if Duncan were to get another championship. And he continues to perform like he did last year, which is pretty great for a 39-year-old, 40-year-old
0: guy. All right. Um, I'm going to put you on hold because you're going to come back uh, and get your final statement um, on the debate and to the judges, Okay. All right, Wallace, I'll repeat the question to you, and you can answer it um, how you see fit. Mm-hmm. Where where does Tim Duncan rank on your all-time list for his position, and then where does he rank all-time on your list for NBA?
1: Well, I would have to say his position, is, which is where he played mostly in his career, was, like you said, tower forward. And I would, I would have to agree he's ranked number one because of his leadership his championships just the sheer consistency he uh, to me he's number 1 he edged out in my opinion probably Kevin McHale at power forward so yes he's ranked about number 1 but in the uh, all-time position i would have to put i would put him in the top 10 i would say about number 9 all time because of his like i said his consistency he brought winning Consistent winning to that franchise. David Robinson played great in his career, but he was dominated in the finals, in the playoffs, mostly by Hakeem Olajuwon. And so, when Tim Duncan got there, they automatically became a championship contender, and they won a title with him. And then they've been winning every since, every since 1996, I believe. He's been—they've been winning. They never missed the playoffs.
0: Because of, because of the, uh, you can almost say, instant success Tim Duncan had uh, coming mm-hmm. into the league, uh, when you look back at Tim Duncan's career, would you say his NBA success is more so because he's just that talented or fundamentally sound, or do you think Greg Popovich coached him up?
1: No, no I, would say, I would say it's because of his fundamentals. He went to four years in college, which a lot of uh, guys don't go these days. If you have any talent, you're going to come out after your first year. So you're not getting the coaching like a like Duncan. And a lot of guys got back in the nine early '90s or '80s or whenever. So yeah, it's a lot to do with him, not Popovich, because Duncan has been there the whole time. He's never rocked the boat. He's never been in trouble. He's all he just always been consistent. So that's why I would say it's more a him than it is Popovich. Uh, I think any shot. Oh,
0: if Duncan wins
1: uh a six ring,
0: will he move up on your list? And where?
1: If he wins six, no, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm I'm a Laker fan. I'm I am i am not a great San Antonio lover, but I would I give credit where credit's due. If he wins a six and surpassed... The Lakers, Kobe Bryant, Shaqs, total, uh, and tie Michael Jordan for the amount of championships. Yes, I would say he would move up to about. I would say, I would say seven. He would move up to seven. All
0: right. All right. Hold on. I'm going to let you get your uh, final say to the judges. Um, we're going to bring Ronnie back. He's got uh, his last statement.
1: Then uh,
2: right,
0: this ter- are
2: you ready? Uh, has been a terrible before. fraud perpetrated upon you. Did you hear him? He said Kevin McHale was the second greatest power forward of all time. Maybe the second greatest moves or the first greatest moves, but Kevin McHale's better than Barkley? McHale said he was Barclay was better than him. Kevin McHale is better than Carl Malone. Look at the stats. Look at that. It's just insane. He, this is constant stuff that he's saying. He can't get specific. He talks in generalities. I'm talking about Wallace Glenn now. He just said that Tim Duncan would surpass Shaq with rings. <laughs> he just said that. And that's not true. Tim Duncan already right. surpassed Shaq with rings. He couldn't remember Tristan Thompson's damn name. He just played two months ago in the finals. This has been a joke. This guy is a clown. He he tried to alter the questions that came in by complaining about them twice. He tried. He complained about the questions last time. He's going to complain about them this time when he loses. It's just a joke, and it's sad that he's gotten on here and wasted all of your time,
0: but I will enjoy eating some steak with his money. All right. Hold on, and I'll um, bring Wallace on for his last day.
1: All right, Wallace, your final statement to the judges. Well, I'm just saying I, he's trying to pick any little mistake that somebody say out of their mouth, which anybody in he may make, make a, say a word wrong. I knew Shaq only had four titles. Of course I know that I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Kobe fan. Kobe has five, so I knew Shaq has four. It was just a slip up of my tongue. I knew he had four. I was saying if Duncan passed uh, the Lakers and Kobe, five. Yes, I said yes, and he ties Jordan. That's what I was talking about, and I was not criticizing the question. Only thing I did with Maurice Athy, I just didn't know if he watched to listen to the debate last week, and he knew that the same question. I didn't know whether we was going to do the same questions or not. So I just thought to let him know maybe he wanted to ask another question, or we go ahead and answer it, which we did. So no, it's nothing to do with questioning or complaining. I just answer the questions as they were presented. So okay. that's all it is. We had a good time debating, and and I look forward to doing it again with anybody that's in the IBS. All
0: right. Ronnie, I appreciate you calling in. Wallace, I appreciate you guys calling in. Um, judges are requesting a few minutes to uh, look back on some things so they can make an accurate decision. Um, I will keep you guys posted. Hopefully, um, I can have that within the next five minutes. Um, you guys have anything you want to say to each other before we roll out? Uh, now I've said enough, Ronnie. Be good. All right. Appreciate you guys calling. Thank, thank you to everybody who called in. Um, this is a part of the Iconoclastically Bombastic Network. Uh, you can check us out at Sports underscore IB on Twitter or at Um That's online. Click on the Amazon banner. Uh, you can buy anything from the Amazon banner. The proceeds go to help our group. We can do more podcasts and come up with better things as well. In the group, we do sports, TV, music, and television. Oh, I said television, TV. All right, cool. I'm your moderator, IBS Jesus, and this has been Wallace versus Ronnie round two. Thanks for listening. All
1: right, do we have to hold on? Yep. So you giving us the answer right now, or when is? You want to? Oh, he sleep. Did you want to go? Hmm. Oh, you didn't like it.